Before we go any farther, we're just going to go to the Lord one more time and pray and ask that he be a part of everything that we do. Because I don't know about you, I need him. Amen. I need him to touch my mind, my mouth, my body, my words. uh, Just touch this evening. Amen. And I know he's already here and I know he wants to do that. So let's just surrender to him. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you. Uh, For your spirit, we thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And God, I pray that you would take that joy that seems to be in this house tonight and that you would strengthen us with it. That you would strengthen my mind and my body and my mouth and my words. That you would empower them with your spirit, God. And that your will would be done in this house this evening. I thank you for every individual that has made themselves a candidate for baptism following Christ's example, being obedient to your word, Lord God, and just demonstrating a devotion to you. So I pray that you would receive all the glory and the honor tonight. I pray that the windows of heaven would be opened up into the lives of your people tonight and that we would be well-pleasing to you. Come against every hindering spirit, every distraction. Arrest us tonight, I pray, by the power of your spirit. We give you the praise and the glory and all of God's people said, Amen. I'm taking the title of my message, or actually the the body of my message. You won't find my title in it, but the body of my message comes from Matthew chapter 3, especially two verses. I'm going to start in verse 1, go to verse 5, then I'll pick up in 11 and go to verse 17. But it says, In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Verse 11, I baptize you with water for repentance, John said, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus from Galilee, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And here's where my message will come from. The next two verses. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and enlightening on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And the very first thing I want you to see is that Jesus' baptism was well-pleasing to the Father. Jesus was pleasing in this instant because he obeyed. He always obeyed his Father, but his baptism was pleasing because Jesus obeyed his Father. He was pleasing because he humbled himself and submitted himself to the Father's will and to the institution of baptism because he made himself an example for you and I to follow. 
And the Bible says, as soon as he did, as soon as he submitted himself to the Father, as soon as he was baptized, the heavens were open, the Bible says. As soon as he was baptized in water, as soon as he came up from the water, the Bible says the heavens were open and God poured out his spirit and God poured out his pleasure. Because how many of you know when we obey the Father, he opens up the windows of heaven into our life? When we do what is right in the Father's eyes, when we walk in His ways, when we yield to Him and we surrender to Him and we humble ourselves, when we do what is right in His eyes instead of our eyes, He opens His windows into our life. I don't know about you, but I'm glad God has some windows that can be opened up into my life. And if I want those windows open, I must be obedient just like Jesus was. Amen? However, according to the same word of the Lord, when we live in sin, when we live in stubbornness, when we live in pride, when we walk in our own ways, when we do what's right in our own eyes, when, we, uh, when it feels good we, and we just decide to do it, when we live in disobedience, the Bible tells me that God shuts up the heavens. He closes his windows. When I walk in my own ways and I do what's right in my own eyes, God closes the windows of heaven. And he does not pour out his blessings and he does not pour out his pleasure and he does not rain down on his people. When we walk in sin and we live in disobedience, but when we humble ourselves, the Bible says... When we begin to seek His face, when we turn from our wicked ways, the Bible tells us, and we begin to do what is right in the eyes of God, then He flings open the windows of heaven and He begins to pour out blessings and healing and provision and everything we need into our lives. When we do what is right in His eyes, when we obey Him, church, the blessings of God come into our lives. And here on the shores of Galilee, the heavens were opened because the Son was pleasing to His Father. The heavens were opened there on the shores of Galilee and the Spirit was poured out and His pleasure was poured out because Jesus did His Father's will. If you want God's pleasure to be poured out into your life, just do His will. Do what's right in His eyes and not in your own eyes. Yield yourself to Him. But my point is, in the same way, those of you who are being baptized this evening, you are pleasing the Father as well because you're stepping out in obedience, because you're doing the will of the Father, because you're willing to begin walking in His ways instead of your ways. It's what baptism is all about, and I'll cover it as we go. You are well-pleasing to the Father when you surrender your soul and you surrender your life and you surrender your will to His will and allow His will to be done. You are pleasing to the Father. So all of you who are candidates for baptism this evening, you are pleasing to the Father. How many of you, like I said, are glad God opened His windows into your life? Somewhere in your life, just like me, we were walking in darkness, we were living in sin, we were living in stubbornness, we were doing what was right in our own eyes, we were partying or doing whatever it was to bring pleasure into our life. But somewhere we obeyed the Father, somewhere we heard His voice, somewhere we repented and turned our life around. And when we did, the windows of heaven were open into our life. And I'll touch more on that as we go. But as I continue, one of the things we have to remember 
about what we just read is that up until this point, we don't know much about Jesus's life. There's not a big, long history of Jesus's life after his birth. Up until this point in his life, church, all we know about Jesus prior to this is the Bible tells us that he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and man. Up until this point in his life, up until this point of water baptism, Jesus's life was mostly private. We don't know a whole lot about it, but here on the shores of Galilee at the age of 30 years old, Jesus was about to enter into a public ministry. And in the same way, one of the main points that I want to make this evening is those of you who are being baptized tonight, you're entering into a public ministry as well. A public ministry as a child of God, a public ministry for the kingdom of God, just like Jesus did. When you come up from the water, you too are beginning your ministry as a chosen people and a royal priesthood and a holy nation. That's what water baptism is all about. Is it is an, an, an entrance into public ministry for the kingdom of God and for Jesus Christ. Please understand, those of you, those of us, myself included, that have been through the waters before... For those of us who have been dunked before or immersed before, gone through the waters before, we should already be immersed in public ministry. We should already be doing kingdom work. We should already be doing things to advance the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about behind a pulpit, but the reality is those of us that have gone through the waters and those who will go through the waters, we need to become a public spectacle and spokesperson for the kingdom of God. The Bible tells me that when I accept Jesus Christ into my life, when I repent and I baptize and I go through the water, guess what? I need to come out being a spectacle for Jesus Christ. I need to come out being an example of Jesus Christ and producing kingdom fruit in my life. I don't need to be an undercover Christian. When I come out of that, I should be a spectacle like David was when he danced before the Lord and everyone thought he was a little bit kooky. The Bible tells me that we are a peculiar people. And when you come out of that water, something peculiar should happen in your life. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be surprised or worried when someone says, they, they, they look a little strange. They act a little strange. They're doing things that are a little bit strange. Listen, the reality is when we come out of that water, we should become a peculiar person that the world just can't figure out. Amen? Because the reality is, symbolically, something happens when we go into that water. And when we come out, we should come out new. Amen? So for those of you that have been through the water, shame on you if you're not a spectacle for Jesus Christ. Shame on you and shame on me if we're not a spokesperson for Jesus Christ. If we're not going into the highways and the byways and the highways and the lowways, into the dark places of this world, and being a spokesperson for Jesus Christ. Because that's what this is all about. It's an entrance into public ministry for the kingdom of God. Please understand this. What we're doing tonight is well-pleasing to the Father. Because you who are being baptized are making a public declaration of faith and trust and hope in Jesus Christ. For those of you who are going through this water, you are saying, I put my trust 
in Jesus Christ. I put my hope in Jesus Christ. I hang my heart on Jesus Christ. Everything about me is now focused on Jesus Christ. You're saying I'm no longer mine, but God's. You're saying now He is my Father and I am His child. You're saying old things have passed away and all things have become new. And I know I've preached this every time that I do baptism, but I'm always trying to throw something new in. But the old, we always have to remember. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. And that's what this is all about. That's what baptism is all about. The passing of the old and the birthing of the new. The passing of the old and the rising up of the new. Amen. And for Jesus, it was the passing of his private life and the beginning of his public life. It was the... It was the passing of his private ministry and it was the beginning of his public ministry when jesus was baptized and came up out of the water it was his entrance into the role of both prophet and priest among the people it was here where jesus went and i'll expound on it but it was here in the jordan it was here in the baptismal waters where jesus went from the son of mary to the son of god And I'll talk about it as we go. And for those who are being baptized tonight, the same goes for you as well. Tonight you are stepping into public ministry. The candidates for water baptism. Tonight you are confessing that from this day forward you will be an example of Jesus Christ. Tonight, those who go through this water become the salt of the earth and the light of the world. According to the word of God tonight, you begin your ministry as a son and daughter of God tonight. You begin your ministry as a child of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Tonight, you begin the high call of Christ upon your life. And just like Jesus began the high call of his public ministry when he came up out of the waters, so must we who are baptized and have been baptized So must we answer the same call. So must we begin our kingdom ministry as well. Again, I'm not talking about you standing up here behind a pulpit. I'm not talking about you going to Bible college and getting a degree and then starting a church somewhere. I'm simply talking about, like I said, becoming a spokesperson for Jesus Christ. Becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Becoming a fisher of men. A teller of good news to a lost and dying world. That's what water baptism is all about. The beginning and our entrance into public ministry. Please understand, this is where we are called out of darkness into His glorious light. This is a point of separation in our life. This is a dividing line. In our life, in our spiritual life. And we need to understand this. This is a dividing line in our life. When we go in, it's a dividing line. Where we say, I have decided to follow Jesus. And when I come out, the reality is I must be willing to say there's no turning back. There's no turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. There's no turning back and there is no turning back. Now the cross is before me and the world is behind me. There's no turning back. There is no turning back. 
You see, the reality is it's more than a song. It is a reality and a statement that we are making when we go through these waters, that I am going through these waters for Jesus Christ. And when I come out, I will set my eyes unto the hills and I will set my eyes to the cross and I will keep my eyes set on my Savior. There's no turning back. There's no turning back because you all know as well as I do that have been through this. If the second that you get out of these waters, the hounds of hell are going to come snipping at your heels. The horse and the rider are going to come against you. But when you keep your eyes on Jesus, guess what? He'll swallow up the horse and he'll swallow up the rider. And you can keep marching on for Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what this is all about. I'm a little excited about it. Because hell hates what's happening tonight. He hates when someone decides to turn their back on him and turn their eyes to the Father. But that's what happens right here. It's what baptism is all about. The truth is, even when Jesus himself was baptized in water, he drew a line, church. Because in a spiritual sense, he too, even though he was spotless, even though he was sinless, he didn't need to be baptized, but he set an example for us. And the reality is, he too, when he was baptized, was dying to his past. Because from that point of baptism on, His first allegiance would no longer be to his earthly relatives. It would no longer be to serve his earthly mom and earthly dad. It would be to serve his heavenly father. His call changed. It was always the same. And I don't want you to get messed up in my theology, but something happened in Christ's life when he came out of the water. His role and his call, his purpose was increased in the eyes of man. He became something different. He became known as something different. And I'll get there. But the reality is, Jesus would no longer be a carpenter. He would be prophet and priest and the precious Lamb of God. He would no longer be, like I said, the Son of Mary. He was now the Son of God. This is my Son, God said. So the question begs to be asked from where I get my title is this. Who are you going to be when you come out of the water? Who are you going to be when you rise up and walk away? And what will you do for the kingdom of God? It's a question that deserves to be asked of every single one of us, not just those that go through the water tonight, because I'm hoping all of us that have received the Lord have gone through the water. And if you don't, I want to encourage you and admonish you to be baptized in water because Jesus did. Because it is a public statement of faith where we accept the role of spokesperson for the kingdom of God. If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. And it's exactly what God did. Jesus took ownership of his new role. And God said, God owned him. This is my son, he said. It's a question worthy to be asked. Who are you going to be when you come up out of the water? Who will you be from this day forward? Is the question that the Spirit will ask you. Who will you be when you rise up tomorrow? Who will you be when you show up at work? Who will you be when you go back to school? Who will you be when temptation arises? 
Who will you be when you find yourself alone in a room in front of a computer and the the devil begins to tempt you? Who are you going to be when old friends call and come knocking at your door? Who are you going to be when you drive by your old stomping grounds? Who are you going to be when you rise up out of this water? And what will you do for the kingdom of God? It's a question that not only deserves to be asked, it's a question that deserves to be answered. And he wants every single one of us to answer that question, especially those who are being baptized. Who are you going to be when you come up out of the waters? You see, understand everything about Jesus' life after that day was changed because his public ministry began on that day. And when we go through the waters, like I've already said, we begin our public ministry as well. We will live not unto ourselves, but we will live unto Christ instead. Because when you go into the water, you're surrendering to His will. But when you come out of the water, you begin doing His will. It's a big difference, church. We need to, when we come out of the water, we need to begin doing His will. That's what He wants from us, church. And that's what He takes pleasure in. You see, the reality is, this is my... You see, if we were at the old place, there was an up and there's a down. Here we go in and... Here we go out. So my point is simply this. When you come in, you go in, you come in one way, and when you go out, you go out a different way. You come up the old man, and you go out the new man. You come up owned by the world, you go out owned by God, is what my point is saying. Amen? I simplify it with that. You come up the old creature, you go out the new creature. You come up... Walking in darkness, you go out walking in the light and as a child of the light. Amen. And so that's what we have to understand. But unfortunately, far too many of us have gone through the waters before. Now I'm talking to us that have gone through the waters. Some of us have gone through the waters already. We're still living in the dark, church. We're living like undercover Christians, like I said. We're hiding in the shadows like Peter just before the rooster crowed. Failing to take ownership, failing to let our light so shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father with it, which is in heaven. Far too many of us are failing to say so. You see, Psalms 107 tells me, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. One of the versions says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those who who were redeemed from the hand of the foe. So my point is, again... As we come out is when we tell our story. You go up this way, you go out that way. I know we're going back out the same way, but that's just symbolic. What I'm saying is when you come out, you come out with a new story. When you come out, you should be telling that story. When you come out, you should be testifying. When you come out on the other side, same side, however you want to call it, when you come out, you are coming out a new creation, a new creature that has a new story to tell. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You see, there's a lot of us that have gone through the water. We're not saying so, church. We're not saying so in the workplace. We're not saying so in our family. We're not saying so in the neighborhood. We come into the house of God and we're not even saying so. Some of us come into the house of God and we're sitting there with our mouth shut and our arms fold. We should be doing a little bit of dancing. We should be saying so. 
And what I want to encourage and admonish all of you that are going through this water, when you come out of the water, say so. Tell your story to everyone you come in contact with. And let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Amen? You see, the reality is something happens between here and here. I'm pretending there's steps here, okay? Something happens between here and here. If we truly surrender our soul to the Lord, if we're truly giving our heart to Christ, and this is a demonstration of that surrender and a demonstration of that sacrifice, what I want you to understand is that something supernatural takes place right here, between here and here. I don't care if it's 5 feet or 50 feet. Something takes place right here. It's not in the water. It's in the heart and it's in the Spirit. If we truly give our heart to Christ, if we come with a spirit of repentance, if we come with a spirit of surrender, something happens in this water, church. And we need to understand that, that it's not the water, but it's something that happens in the soil of his soul, and it's worked out right here in these waters. You see, the reality is between there and here, when we give our hearts to Christ, there is a transfer of ownership that takes place. There's a transfer of citizenship that takes place. When we truly give our hearts to Jesus Christ, it's right here in these waters where we are adopted by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's where we become citizens of the kingdom of God and citizens of light. And listen, I know we can do that whenever we confess and give our heart to Christ. But all through Scripture, it talks about repenting and being baptized. It's tying the two together because this is a demonstration of that devotion. And something, I believe, super extra uh, special and natural takes place when we yield ourselves to God's ordinance in Scripture that says repent and be baptized. I believe something takes place in these waters. Remember when Jesus came out of the waters, the Bible says, he was proclaimed as God's son. This is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. Again, go back to here. On this side, realize this. On this side... Jesus was always introduced as the son of Mary and the son of Joseph. Every time he went somewhere with his parents, every time he went into town, oh, this is Jesus, son of Mary and Jesus, son of Joseph. Everyone knew him as the son of Mary and the son of Joseph. But when he went through the water and he yielded himself to to his father, when he came out on the other side and he came up, God opened up the heavens and God opened up his mouth and he said, no longer is he the son of Mary and the son of Joseph. This is my son, he said. In him I am well pleased. And here's what I want you to say. I share that because when we do the same thing, when we yield ourselves to the Father like you are, when you have a spirit of repentance and you have a spirit of humility and you're willing to submit yourself to the ordinances of God, you go into this water and when you come out, God says, that's my son and that's my daughter and in them I am well pleased. And he pours out his pleasure into your life. 
This is my son and this is my daughter. And from that day forward, when you walk through life and the devil comes against you and naysayers come against you and everyone else comes against you, God from heaven says, that's my son and that's my daughter and you better leave them alone. That's what happens right here. When you give your life and you give your heart and you consecrate yourself to God, this is my son and my daughter. He takes ownership of us. He becomes our God and our Father. And the Bible says we become His children. Amen? I'm going to wind this up because we're going to start in just a minute. So if you want to come to the music and just begin to play... Here's what I want us to understand. This is where we sell out when we go through this water. This is where we sell out to his word. We sell out to his will. We sell out to his mission. We sell out to his ministry. This is where we sell out to his plan and his purpose for our life, just like Jesus did. Between here and here, like I said, something takes place between the going in and the coming out. There is, in my opinion, a battle that takes place right in here. Just like at the pool of Bethesda, and I won't get into all of that if you don't know what there is, but there was a pool of Bethesda where there was an angel that every day would come down and begin to stir those waters. And the first one that would go in, the Bible tells us that they were made whole and they were made clean. And here's the analogy that I want to make. You can call it theological or not. But in my simple training, this is what I believe. That when these waters are stirred by our obedience, when these waters are stirred by our faith, when these waters are stirred by our Surrender by a spirit of repentance, by a spirit of trust. When we get in and we stir these waters, we too are made clean and we too are made whole. But it's not just the first person that goes through. Every time we step in, we stir those waters with a spirit of repentance and a spirit of obedience. And God comes down and he heals us. God comes down and he makes us whole. I don't know about you, but I believe that that's what happens right here. That when we surrender ourselves to God, old things pass away. All the wounds, all the hurts, all the sin, all the dirt, all the filth, all the guilt, all the shame, all the condemnation that the devil tried to throw on you. As long as you stir these waters with a spirit of obedience, God washes them all away. It's not the water again. It's this act of obedience. And God steps in and he does it all right here. But this is just a demonstration of it. Amen. Between here and here, the old pass away and the old become new. So as I close, the question begs to be asked one more time. Who are you going to be when you come out of the water? And what are you going to do for the kingdom of God?